On the latest edition of the Two Minute Round Face to Face, we spoke to amateur standout now pro Selena Barrios. The 24-year-old from San Antonio just captured the vacant NABF lightweight title with the majority decision over Lisa Porter last month. In this exclusive interview, Barrios shares with us her beginnings in the sport, her thoughts on USA boxing, and her last fight, among various other subjects. So why don't we start off? Why don't you tell us about your family background, your parents, any siblings, you know, where you guys are from, all that. Well, me and my brother, along with my mom and my dad, all from Wisconsin. Um, we ended up moving down here to Texas um, for my grandma because she pretty much lived here by herself. And from there, we just lived here and then... It wasn't until, like, one day my dad and my mom were like, you know what, like, let's take the kids to the boxing gym because that was around the time, like, like we were kind of in school and we had to walk home by ourselves. So my mom and dad more or less wanted us to get, you know, some type of defense or just something to more or less, like, protect us in case, like, we ended up being into a fire. Just, you know, and... Me and my brother ended up starting at the Eastside Boys and Girls Club um, in San Antonio. And we ended up starting, I was, I believe, nine, and my brother was seven at the time. So from there, we ended up just actually getting, like, really good at the sport. So instead of, like, my mom and my dad just like, yeah, we'll just, you know, let them let um, learn some type of boxing. It was more like, yeah, like, we'll start to have my daughter and my son compete in the actual sport. Why did they why did they decide on boxing? Why not karate or judo or jujitsu or any other combat sport? What was it about boxing that, that your parents uh, were interested in? Well, my dad, he used to actually um he was an amateur boxer growing up, but then he had stopped because he had hurt his hand. So he just completely stopped. And when my mom, she always liked boxing too. Um she would always tell me that she used to watch boxing with my grandpa but I guess, like, back in her day, like, they didn't really allow, like, women to box, so she never was allowed to go to a boxing gym and actually, like, do the actual boxing. Now, you're Mexican-American, right? You're, you're, your parents yes, are Mexican. What part, of, what part of Mexico are they from? Um, no, my, my mom and my dad, they're both American. They're Mexican-American also. Um, they're from, my mom's actually from San Antonio, Texas, and my dad's from Racine, Wisconsin, along with me and my brother. And, and before that, how does uh, I mean I'm Mexican too, but I live in in, in Tijuana, uh, Mexico, and I'm right up, I grew up in San Diego. I mean, for me, Wisconsin is like on the other side of the world. So how does a Mexican <laughs> how does a how does a Mexican end up in Wisconsin? Yeah, you know, I'm not actually sure. Um, that's that's a good question because I always got like when I moved down here, like my friends in elementary school, they always be like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh." Well, I'm from Wisconsin. They're like, where's that at? I'm like, oh, it's by like, you know, um, Michigan and Chicago and all the like up north. And they're like, oh, okay. But honestly, I, I don't know. I guess you just want to know like where my family ended up, you know, staying and they decided to move to Texas, like somewhere different. So, but your but your your dad is from Wisconsin and your mom is from Texas. But did they meet in Texas or they met in Wisconsin? Well. They actually met in, I believe it was Texas. Yeah, it was because my mom and we. You know what? That's a good question. <laughs> you need you need a, you need a 
you need to study the family history because because you're behind. So you were nine years old when you started boxing. Now, when you started boxing with your brother Mario Barrios, who in his own right is a is a successful professional fighter, he's 20 and 0 um, at 22 years old, which is very impressive. What was it about the sport that that you liked, or what, what was it about the sport that kept you coming back? I'm sure that if you would have told your parents, hey, you know what, I don't really like it, I'm getting punched in the face, I'd rather stay home and learn how to sew or play with my dogs, they would have been <laughs> fine with it. But uh, what made you stay? What made you stay in the gym? Honestly, um, I pretty much, I liked it. Like, when I was a kid, like, I was like a tomboy. Like, I was always wrestling with my brother, like, always play fighting with my brother, and even my cousins, they were like, kind of like natural to me so then when I actually like went to a boxing gym and I actually seen like people like you know actually doing the sport it was like wow like I actually like it and so then when my mom and my dad put me my brother in we're like hey like this is natural to us like this is really like something that we actually like you know it's not like we're actually forced to like to do it like we want to do it ourselves. You're older than your brother and the fact that you guys um, and I have an older sister as well, and, you know, the fact that you guys were, you know, boxing and in the gym every day and maybe even sparring each other, did that, do you feel that that made you guys closer? Are you guys close, your brother, you and your brother? And did, did that oh, make yeah, you closer? Because... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, most definitely. Um, well, actually, me and my brother have always been close. Like, growing up, like, it was just me and my brother all the time, like, walking home from school, like, we were pretty much like twins, like everybody thought we were twins in school. And then when we went to the actual sport of boxing, like it just grew like more like closer together because we were like both having to train hard, like pretty much going through everything the same. So that just brought like the bond closer, like from for us. Now before we get into your amateur career, because you're an amateur standout. Uh, previously to your professional career, do, what do you do? Uh, do you ha do you work? Do you go to school? What's the other part of Selena Barrios' life that is not involved with boxing? Well, right now I actually want to be a police officer, <laughs> so I'm looking to go because um, when I first went to college, uh, I got into the criminal justice, but then I kind of like the whole like police officer and you know the whole like. So now I'm like looking into like actually becoming like a police officer for San Antonio. So are you you already graduated from the university with a degree? No, no. I see that's like when I had I had stopped going to college um, because my grandma got sick and we were having to take care of her and my mom had to go to work and stuff. So I was pretty much the only one left like to take care of my grandma. So I kind of like let go of my schooling. So then, mm -hmm. when my grandma passed, um, like, I pretty much, like, you know, I was kind of, like, down with that. And so, boxing was the only thing I really had left. And then you, so, but now you're doing, you're you're making the right steps to get back into uh, a career in, in law enforcement. Yeah. Let's get into your amateur career. How many bouts, how many uh, fights did you have uh, as an amateur? I had 75 yeah, 75 wins, four losses. And uh, and you started boxing at nine. You went to the gym at nine. But how long was it between the day that you stepped into the gym to when you had your first amateur fight? Um, I believe it was actually the. Hmm, I started when I was nine. I think like a year later. Oh, I so it took. Because I've heard. 
Yeah, I, I, in other interviews that I've done, some, some fighters, male or female, they usually get thrown in there fairly quickly, like in three months, in six months. So it took you a year. Why was that? Because of the weight class or, or there wasn't that many uh, girls at that time or your coach just wanted you to wait? There was actually not too many girls at that time. I believe it took me, yeah, about a year to actually get an actual fight in. Here's your chance to brag a little bit. Tell us all the titles that you won as an amateur. <laughs> um, I won several ringside tournaments, silver gloves, golden gloves, um, junior Olympics, um, the Texas games that they have here in Texas, and then pretty much just like any major tournament. Now, how close did you get to being on the Olympic team? Did you go to the trials? What happened there? See, I actually did, and it kind of sucked because I actually went to two of them, but the first time that I went, I was only 17, and at that time, I guess the amateur background, like, they pretty much have, like, who they want to go to the Olympics already, and at that mm -hmm. time, like, I wasn't known, like, I was barely turning open, and they ended up putting me with Michaela Meyer the first night, and she was the favorite one to win everything because they had the news there and everything, and I ended up beating her. So the next day I had a fight and I ended up having to fight Queen Underwood. And she was, I think, I think she was ranked number one at 132 at that time. But they were pretty much throwing, like, all the top dogs at me at that time. And everybody else, like, were, they were getting guys and stuff, and I was the main one that was having to fight. So you ended up losing to Queen Underwood? Yeah. And so that was one of your four losses that you had as an amateur? Yeah, it was. You you just mentioned you beat Michaela Mayer in, in that in that trial in that tournament. Now she's uh, she's really tall. Um, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm not that tall. I'm only like five five. Really? So what was it? What? How did you end up beating her? What was your strategy in fighting her that's so much taller and has a long range? And and obviously we've seen that in the pros from her. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think it was just my aggression that actually helped me. So now that you see her in the pros. Um, you know, has she changed up her style? Is she the same fighter that you faced back in, in the amateurs, or do you think that she's actually developed a little bit more? Um, from what I've seen and what I remember as her, like, being an amateur, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, there's nothing that really changed about her team. But that's just me. I don't know. What prompted you to jump to the pros? I mean, you had an amateur, you had a, a very successful amateur career, you know, 75 wins, only four losses. What made you uh, become a professional, decide to become a professional uh, boxer? Well, since I pretty much didn't make the 2012 Olympics, like, I kind of took a break from that because, like, honestly, like I said, like, amateur, like, it's nothing but, like, politics. And stuff, mm -hmm. and like who they want to win, like they're gonna have win, like regardless. So with that, like I pretty much didn't even want to box anymore after that. Like after having to go to the actual trials and winning the fight, but them just pretty much robbing it from me, I just pretty much stopped. And it wasn't until like because I had a daughter, and it wasn't until like afterwards my brother was like, "Nah, you need to do something with your boxing." I was like, he was like, "It's too much years like to let go." So he's like, you have to do something. He's like, not just for you, but for your daughter now. And 
that's when I ended up like getting back into the gym and then getting in shape and then actually having my first pro pro fight last year in January. So in 2012, you went to the Olympic trials. You know, you ended up not making the team. How long was the break? I mean, it was five years from 2012 to 2016, per se, or four years that you were out of boxing, or, or how long was it? Yeah, it was about, like, four years. So you didn't think that it was an idea to try to go to the 2016 uh, try? No. <laughs> no, because I'm really tired of the the amateurs like the amateurs to me like I don't want to have anything to do with the amateurs I just want to turn pro and actually you know make a name for myself okay and then you mentioned you have a daughter yes I do how old is she she's three so that happened between in that four year period that you took uh, some time off yeah who ended up convincing you to go back to boxing? And what 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 did they say? You know, they mentioned your daughter, but what was the 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 key thing that they said to convince you to go back? Who was it that convinced you, your coach or your dad? No, it was actually my brother. Yeah, your brother, because he had been yeah. he had been there with you since the beginning. So he convinced. You, what was it that he, he said that to make you actually get back in the gym? Honestly, like he was pretty much just on me like every day because he would go to the gym and I would just be at home like doing nothing and I guess he's seen that and he's like oh no like you need to do something and he's like you're not doing anything now he's like you need to do something so that is what pretty much motivated me like him pretty much dragging me out of my bed and taking me to the gym that's good and it's kind of interesting that he's a younger brother but he's getting you the older sister and the one that started with him in boxing to go out and, and actually get back in the gym. Yeah. Now, your first fight you mentioned was in January. It was actually January 21st against Tammy Frank. So you knocked her out in the first round. What do you remember about that fight? And obviously the difference between the amateurs where you wear the bigger gloves and the headgear versus no glove, uh, smaller gloves and no headgear in the pros. Actually, I, like, to be honest, that fight is kind of like a blur to me. It kind of happened too quick. And I don't even like remember how it happened. And, like, I have videos on it, but it's so, like, I can't believe I actually did it. And your second fight, you actually went the four rounds and you fought somebody with a lot more experience than Jasmine Clarkson. Now, what do you remember about that fight? And you, you actually stepped up in, in competition. You only had one fight, whereas she had at least 10, if not more, and you ended up going uh, against her in September. Now, there was a big gap between January and September for that fight. Well, what was the reason because of that? You know, what was that big gap? Was it you having trouble finding fights? Mm, pretty much, like, any fight that they would try to give me on, my opponent wouldn't want to fight me. So that was, like, a big issue that I was having. But now you, you face Jasmine Clark in, in, September, in, in Clarkson in September. So that fight lasted a long, longer. It wasn't that long ago. So I, I, I would imagine that you remember more of it. What do you remember of it? Um, I mean, it was a tough fight. Um, it went all four rounds. Um, like you said, like, Jasmine Clarkson has a lot of experience. Um, so, I mean, it was, a, it was a real tough fight. It was, it was a good like, experience for me, you know, being that was my second fight and then going, like, the full distance. Have you noticed a difference between the gloves and the no headgear? I mean, do you feel faster because you, the gloves are not bigger? Do you feel like you can see better? That's one thing that I've been told a lot that, that the headgear kind of stops you from 
from seeing a lot of punches coming because, you know, it obstructs your view. So do you feel more comfortable with the smaller gloves and, and the no headgear? Yeah, it's a lot easier for me, honestly. And what is your thoughts between a two-minute female fight round, which is basically the norm all across the United States, but some places are having three-minute rounds. Would you rather fight two minutes or three minutes? Um, personally, three minutes. You'd rather do the three minutes? Is that what you guys do in the gym? Do you guys train at three minutes? Yeah. Now, in your last fight, which was December uh, 29th, you fought for the NABF lightweight title against Lisa Porter. Now, Lisa Porter also had a very extensive amateur career. Did you face her in the amateurs? No. I. She's one of the ones that I never actually, you know, like actually fought in the amateurs. Because um, I guess when I had stopped, boxing that's when she was coming up in the amateur box like background going back to to when you went back to the gym um after that four-year hiatus what was the toughest thing for you to get back in, in the groove of things i mean was it the running the, the road work in the mornings was it actually the workout in the gym the sparring what was the toughest thing for you to kind of get back into honestly it was the running <laughs> <laughs> Cause how yeah, cause how I was like so overweight. Cause after having my daughter, um, it, it, it actually hurt. <laughs> so I would honestly say it was the running. With Lisa Porter, it was the first time in the in the two fights that you actually had to go out of Texas and, and fight in a different city. Um, what was that experience like? I mean, I'm sure that as an amateur, you traveled all over the United States. Uh, in the amateur tournaments, but this time as a professional, what was that experience in fighting outside your your hometown and, against Lisa Porter? It was actually a good experience. I mean, um, that's one of the things that I guess being a pro that you look for, like having to fight like out of state and stuff, like different areas. I actually, you know, it was a good experience for me. Like I got to meet like. Pretty much build a fan base, not just like from like where I'm from, but actually like in a different state. Tell me about that fight against Lisa Porter. I mean, you won via majority decision. You you knew it was going to be a tough fight, but what was first of all was what surprised you more about her style? Had you seen video of her? Had you seen her fight before? And and what do you think is what worked best for you against her? Um, honestly, like like the videos that I did of her that's pretty much what we worked off of and to be honest she didn't really use what she I guess like what she fought at like her like she didn't use that like or I mean if she did try to use it like it didn't work but I mean for the most part everything that me and my my coach and stuff worked on like it worked so in the in the videos that you saw that obviously it didn't work for her. Maybe she tried to change up her style. But what did you see in those videos that you thought you were you would have to work against? Like, what was her biggest weapon that you saw in the video? It was her jab. <laughs> but then, like in the actual fight, I I mean she tried to use it, but for the most part, she was just holding me. So. And what do you think was the the weapon that you used that that worked the best against her in that fight? Honestly, I'm not too sure. I haven't mm. watched the video like like of it, but I mean, I'm not too sure. Now, when they announced the the scorecards, how surprised were you? I mean, were you 
did, were you pretty confident that you had won that fight? Do you think it, it should have been unanimous versus the majority decision? What, were you, what was going through your, your mind at, right before they, they announced the winner and the scorecards? Um, honestly, I won, but, like, after hearing the first, like, judge, like, pretty much making it a draw, I was like, I didn't want what happened to me and the amateurs to happen again. So you're, you're, at that moment, you were thinking that maybe they were going to, they were going to do it again. Yeah. What went through your mind when, when you actually ended up being announced as the winner? What went through your mind then? I was actually shocked, um, like, real surprised. You can kind of see it in the picture by your facial expression. I see in the picture, yeah. Um, now, did you have a did you have a lot of people coming over from Texas to go? Did people travel with you to watch you fight, or or did you, was it just you and your team? Nah, um, I had a lot of a lot of my family. They um they went, and then even some of my family from Wisconsin ended up going to my fight also. Oh wow! So they traveled down from Wisconsin. Now, did your brother go? Yeah, my my brother did. Um, it was actually a surprise for me because my brother had left to Cali for training camp in November, and so he was over there the whole time. And it wasn't until like maybe three days, four days until like we actually left to Louisiana, where my brother came into town. And that's because my dad had bought him a plane ticket, so my brother was pretty much my Christmas present. <laughs> Now, you're the first one of you two that actually has won some type of title. So what did, uh, what did you tell you about that? Like, what was his thoughts? I mean, I'm sure that it's something big not only for you but for him as well because he's been with you every step of the way. So what what did he say to you after you won that title? I mean, he was really happy for me. Um, I mean, everybody was. It, it was just one of those things, like, he actually, you know, went out and did it. And then, and that brought. I'm sure he was proud of you, and he told you that, right? Yeah, he did. You went from four rounds to ten rounds. You know, your two, your first two fights were four rounders, and now this last fight against Lisa Porter was a ten rounder. Uh, how was that jump, especially for somebody like you that you mentioned that you know you're not a big fan of running, and that's where you get your condition. So, what was how was it? I mean, were you worried? Were you nervous about fighting 10 rounds uh, before the um, fight? No, I actually wasn't. I mean, like in my training, I mean, I do a lot of rounds like regardless, like even if it was a 10-round fight or not. So, I mean, it wasn't really like that big of a transition. With the title, I mean, you don't have to defend it in every fight. So, are you looking to go back to six rounds or, or eight rounds or what's the plan with uh, with your promoter or slash manager? Are you guys going to maybe go down to six rounds for your next fight or eight rounds? Honestly, I'm not too sure about that yet, um, but hopefully I'll find out soon. Now, your nickname is the, the, is it the Aztec Queen? Yes, sir. And who came up with that nickname? Did you come up with it or somebody put it on for you? My dad and my – yeah, my dad pretty much did. So he he, he named you the Aztec Queen. Do you like it? Yeah. 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 And how long did you have – you've had it since in the amateurs or when you went pro, did your dad say maybe you should have a nickname and this should be it? Pretty much. It was like when I turned, um, turned pro. 
Now, who are some of your favorite fighters? Like, who do you like watching when, you know, if they're going to fight, you say, I got to watch this fight. I'm not going to make any plans. I want to I wanna watch this fighter. Who are some of those fighters? Or who are some of the fighters that maybe you try to emulate their style? Honestly, I have a lot of, like, I have a lot of favorite fighters, so it's kind of hard to say. Because, I mean, each fighter has their own different style. So, I mean, it's, a, it's fun to watch different styles fight. But who would you be? Who would be like your top? I mean, if your top guy, if you had to name one fighter or one or one woman fighter, who would it be? One woman fighter or one male fighter? What or one of each? Um, female. It would probably probably be Anna Wolf, and then okay. for male, um, Triple G. Triple G. So you like the aggressive. You know, aggressive fighters that go after their 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 opponents. Yeah. Now, would you would you say that that's your style? That that's how you go out and, and look for the fight. You're not there to you know feel anybody out or box anybody. You're there to you know go after them and 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 punish them. I mean, it kind of depends. <laughs> like, if I feel like like my opponent's not you know like a threat to me, then I'll be aggressive, but. I mean, it just all depends, like, on who you fight. You just won the the title on December 29th. I'm sure you're taking a little bit of a break. But what is the plans? What are some of the plans or some of the goals that you and your team have set for yourselves for 2018? Right now, I'm not too sure. I know I just won a title. So I'm guessing, like, just to defend it a couple of times and then hopefully, you know, try to get a shot at um, the WBC title. Is that the title that you want, the gold and the, the green and the gold? That's the one that you first want to go after? Yeah. For the next five years, what do you see yourself five years from now? Uh, I'm not too sure. Um, I pretty much just take it day by day. As far as boxing, I mean, do you see yourself being a world champion at 135 in five years? Or do you think that by that time you already had – done that and maybe you go up to 140 and look for a title there or do you think uh, the process is going to be a little bit slower than that um probably slower than that i don't think i'll be moving up in weight anytime soon if anything i think i'll probably be going down in weight so you think that you could go down to 130 yeah because in the amateurs you were fighting at i would say 132 right at the very end yeah this 2017 was a big year for female boxing. I mean, we saw a lot of female boxing uh, make, uh, you know, come on TV in the United States. I mean, something that we hadn't seen in a long time. I mean, Clarissa Shields fought on Showtime a couple times. Amanda Serrano fought on Showtime Extreme a couple times. Marlene Esparza fought on, Gold, on ESPN a couple times. Uh, Michaela Mayer fought on uh, the ESPN app. A couple times. What do you think about that? And how enthusiastic are you, or are you looking forward to hopefully showing your style and your skills uh, on TV? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's my goal is to like get to where all these top female fighters are. Like, I want their spot. Like Michaela Meyer, for example. Like, cause she's in my weight class. Like. That's pretty much who I'm coming for from the United States besides Katie Taylor. Now, Katie Taylor might be considered the best in the division or the biggest name, at least, in the division. 
Do you think that, and, and, you know, she only had eight fights. Her last fight was against Jessica McCaskill, who had six or seven or eight fights. If you get the call, you know, by summer or by the end of the year when you might have five or six fights, would that be a fight that you would consider taking, or do you think you'd rather wait? No, I mean, if it, I mean, if I'm offered it, like, I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, that's pretty much what I train, and, like, that's my goal. And no matter when it comes. Yeah. Okay, well, Selena, thank you for your time. Before we let you go, do you want to just share your social media account so that way people can follow you? Um, right now, I only have Facebook um, and Instagram, and my Facebook is under Selena Barrios. And then my Instagram is boxer underscore S Barrios. Okay, Selena. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on the show. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. And, and, and good luck with your career. Thank you, Felipe. Thank you for joining us in this special edition of the Two Minute Round. We urge you to listen to our regular show every other Thursday where we give you the latest results, news, analysis, and the upcoming calendar of the fast-paced world of female boxing. Our next show is scheduled for this Thursday, January 18th. <laughs>